everyone, welcome to All Things Iceland. This is Jules, a native New Yorker that moved to Iceland in 2016. After falling in love with the country, I started the All Things Iceland podcast and social media channels in 2018 to share with travelers and others who are interested in Iceland about the country's fascinating history, culture, nature, language, and travel. Sharing insights, travel recommendations, folklore, interviews, and so much more have helped thousands to become more familiar with Iceland and have epic adventure. As of January 15th, 2024, Keflavik International Airport, or abbreviated as KEF, has stated that they are gearing up to host a whopping 8.5 million passengers this year, making it one of the busiest years ever for this airport. So yeah, this little volcanic island in the middle of the North Atlantic is becoming more of a hotspot than ever before. And while I know that 8.5 million sounds like a lot, because it is, I will put it more into context during this episode because obviously there's more to the story than just that huge number. So in essence, what is the scoop? Well, compared to 2023, we're looking at an estimated 9.6% jump in visitors. This is both during the bustling summer seasons and, of course, the magical longer nights that can be potentially filled with the northern lights in the winter, which usually has less people. So this year, we're looking at a record-breaking 2.38 million international visitors. And those are people who are actually going to visit Iceland, meaning they will leave the airport and spend some time in the country. And that's just edging past the previous record that was set back in 2018. Of course, we'll see at the end of the year if that happens. But this growth is not just in the summertime, which is amazing. Winter tourism is getting a big boost here too, with 13.4% increase in visitors who are coming to brave the cold and potentially go into some ice caves, drive around this winter wonderland, and just soak up what it's like to be here during that season. There are also a lot more people passing through the airport. So around 30% of the number, the 8.5 that I mentioned, are just in Iceland, like literally touching down for a quick layover. So they're transfers. But still, every visit counts. And it is a great chance for people to either get a little taste of Iceland, even if it's them just kind of looking from the airport I've known people who have told me that they've just laid over in Iceland and looking at the landscape made them want to come back and see more. So I guess that also has an impact too. And when the airport reports those numbers, like 8.5 million, what they are counting is departures, arrivals, and transfers. So for 2024, the estimated number of departures will be about 2.98 million. And then arrivals is about 2.99 million as well as transfers are about 2.5 million. So obviously I'm not giving the exact numbers that they've estimated, but, but these are the rounded estimates. After rounding that up, you then have 8.5 million passengers. So the head of the airport, who's named Guvmantur Tade Runarsson, he has stated that this uptick, especially during the winter, coming to enjoy Iceland in all its frosty glory is, of course, great for the country because it's showing off the year-round appeal. And I think it's really cool when people come for one season and then go, you know what, I've tried summer, I really want to see what Iceland's like in winter. 
And it is drastically different. So it's not as if you're coming and going to definitely get the same experience. In fact, I can almost guarantee you'll get a very different experience if you come at least in those two seasons. And in order to meet the demand, Keplavik Airport has been on a bit of a building spree. So last year, they added some new spaces for check-in and luggage. I was surprised when I ended up landing recently there and I was like, whoa, this looks so different. And they even have like a new taxiway and all these things. And for me, the reason why it's important to share this information is because individuals are always kind of curious about like who visits Iceland, if it's too crowded. And to give context, Iceland is not overly crowded. And even though there will be a lot of visitors in the summertime, I will talk about in a little bit how it's actually the uptick is not happening as much in the summer as people would expect. So even though we do have a lot of people that travel, then it's good to also keep in mind that the south coast of Iceland is where a lot of people go. And if you spread out to other parts of the country, then you can actually enjoy many of these spaces without hardly anyone. So such as the West Fjords. And if you're driving yourself or things like that, it is one of those adventures where you can really enjoy coming in summer, going to the highlands or other times of the year maybe not particularly to the highlands, but to other places and be able to experience Iceland. In addition to new visitors coming to Iceland and into other parts of what's called the Schengen area, it's part of some EU countries or countries that are not necessarily in EU because Iceland's not, but they have a special agreement with EU countries. And then there's a, a group of them called Schengen. There is this new E-T-I-A-S system that will be kicking off in May 2025. So I'm going to have a separate episode about this, but I will also include it here. So the E-T-I-A-S is the European Travel Information and Authorization System. It's a new travel requirement for a lot of international visitors. So with Iceland's popularity, of course, increasing this E-T-I-A-S applications are expected to go through the roof. And there will be a fee associated with it. So I'm going to quote directly from the ETIAS website just to help explain this better. So, quote, it was announced by the European Commission in November 2016, this ETIAS system. It was implemented in legislation in September 2018. The intention of forming the system was to improve the security of EU member states within the Schengen region by capturing data on travelers that currently visit the area without a visa. The ETIAS will pre-screen travelers from third countries who are citizens from countries not needing a Schengen visa. The screening would pertain to terrorism or migration-related risks. The objective is to identify individuals who pose security threats before they are able to travel to the Schengen area. ETIAS is not a visa. It is a visa waiver, similar to the U.S.'s ESTA or ESTA, and Canada ETA. Travelers currently visiting European member countries visa-free will require an ETIAS in 2025 and onwards. Passport holders of the EU single market are exempt from ETIAS, end quote. Okay, so that was a lot. And basically what it means if you're from, so third country sounds kind of odd. And the United States, for instance, falls into this places like Canada, all these different places that, like I mentioned, not in the EU and not in the Schengen area, fall into this. And there will be like a fee and an application that you have to fill out in 2025. I'm only mentioning this because it's going to come up sooner rather than later. 
And with all the people that are coming, I want people to be as informed as possible. It's obviously, like I said, May of 2025, so you don't have to worry about it for more than a year. But it's just something to keep in mind if you're planning to come, say, summer of 2025 or fall or onwards. The other fascinating thing about the increase in terms of people visiting is that it is sparking in visitors the potential to live in Iceland. And it's making it such an appealing spot for people who are thinking about staying long term. So the stunning scenery helps for sure, quality of life, and just the ability to live in another country and try it out. Plus, there are some new policies that are making it easier for students to come here, as well as remote workers. So there has been a program where people can come for up to six months to live. I don't know how much more they're going to expand out this program. You have to make a certain amount of money. I think it's over $80,000 a year. And of course, be able to show that and be able to pay for all your expenses, not need health insurance, uh, meaning the National Health Insurance of Iceland. You have to cover anything on your own if there was some type of a medical emergency or have traveler's insurance that would cover you, whatever it is. So those things exist as possibilities. And this is sort of like a gateway for some people to try that out, see if they then want to live here even longer and how they can make that possible. For those who are planning to come in 2024, which is now, but specifically in the summer, even though the uptick there is not as much, I will say that accommodations, car rentals, camper vans, all of that is being booked now in this time. There are plenty of people who are thinking ahead. I have on my consultation calls, for instance, let people know about that just because it's hard to start to find things the closer you get to summer. And even if you do find something, it might be way more expensive than you're having in your budget. Or it might be that it's, you know, in really sparse different areas than where you would like to be. So I highly recommend just taking a look at, you know, whatever it is you're planning to do summertime here, especially just because that's the time in which we see the most amount of people and book those flights, book those accommodations, book the car. If you are planning to book a car, I highly recommend Go Car Rental Iceland, which is an amazing company, amazing customer service, great variety of cars. And they're even opening up a new location. So they're going to keep, of course, their location by Keplavik Airport, but they're going to have another location in Reykjavik to make it even more convenient for people. So they're awesome. If you use my code ICELAND10, you can save 10% on your total rental cost with them, as well as if they're running anything like a 15% discount, they will honor that if you use my code ICELAND10, and they will honor that to give you 15%. And I get a small commission to all things Iceland, so using the code helps to support the channel and my ability to continue putting out awesome content like this. If you're planning to rent a camper van, then I highly recommend Go Campers, who is their sister company. They're all combined together. And if you use Iceland 7, you can save 7% as well as get two free duvets along with your total camper van rental. And I've used Go Campers, really enjoyed them as well over the summertime. So feel free to utilize those codes to save some money. But seriously, accommodations, all those things, they are getting booked up. So please take advantage of what's available now if you're planning to come in summer. For the random fact of the episode, according to the statistics that I found on the Keplavik airport about their estimation of visitors slash passengers for 2024, so specifically for tourists, 
what they're where they're seeing the largest increase forecast wise for the months of 2024 is in December. So they're looking at a forecast of 21.4% increase from 2023 in December. And the month that has the least amount of increase is October, which actually has point negative 9% increase. <laughs> so a lot less people. The drop off is real in October. And that is a hot tip for you. October is a lovely month to visit Iceland. If you like the changing of the colors of the leaves, it's really beautiful. We still have decent weather. There's not like a lot of snow everywhere. And typically, I mean, we could, of course, have snow, but early October is lovely. And sometimes there are, you know, a few F roads that are still open. I wouldn't bank on that. It's usually more in September that they're open, of course, during the summer. Also, October is when the light season kicks off. We have darker, longer nights. I would just highly recommend if you're really trying to avoid people for 2024, it looks like October is the month. FYI. <laughs> so putting that out there too. Use that information as you will. The Icelandic word of the day is forecast, which is spau in Icelandic. I'll say it one more time. Spau. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening.